0: So sit down, grab a drink, and find us on Instagram and Twitter so we can chat. Hey, Hi. how are you? how are you? Good. Welcome to season one, episode two. It's good out of Kissing Lips and Breaking Hearts with the Garden Tarts. <laughs> Yay. Here we are. I'm Hillary. I'm Jenny. And last episode, we talked about boy. So the best progression would be now to talk about October. And now we have. So let's okay, move on. But I have a much more <laughs> important question for you. before okay. you music, And that is, what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking the Jameson calf's meat IPA with a splash of ginger ale. Oh, that's eel. lovely. It's coincidentally, I am drinking the Scout Edition. Of the Jameson's castmates. Cheers! Cheers, Solangea. This uh, this castmate is salute. Sláinte. All those things, all of it. Um, <clears throat> minus the Jameson cold brew, this castmate stuff is like the best. It really, it really is. I bought that little set. Oh, good. Yeah, I went through the regular Jameson and like seriously, like an hour not very big it's not much no no. but if you like regular jameson you have to try the castmates there's an ipa edition and a stout edition and they're just i think we had the stout in dublin i think we were we had the stout one at um at the octagon bar i actually think it was the ipa because i'd had it before and remember saying you need this and i was like oh that's good Oh. but I don't know. I could be wrong. There were some. It was. We also had a few drinks prior to. Do you remember what that drink like was called? one or seven drinks prior to. Do you remember what that drink that was That drink. I have no Even idea. The fluffy duck. Fluffy duck. <laughs> <laughs> it had, like cream in it. <laughs> God, that was weird. They always have a a very uh, sweet. Like dairy kind of cocktail there that's incredibly good, but, but not a little not scary. I would normally choose, yeah. but I'm glad we tried it and then had more of them. Yeah. yeah, and that that was a nice gentleman bartender. I believe he was the tallest person in Ireland. This is likely. He also yeah. was he even Irish. He he was in ireland yes but i don't so i can't say his nationality but currently in the country at that moment he was likely the tallest human there this is very likely Mm -hmm. unless mr snow patrol shows up well i mean he's he's probably up north yeah he's tall yeah relatively he is tall mr snow patrol Patrol. so it was just last night that bono showed up at their show and sang one with them in northern ireland it was so cute they like hug and stuff it was cute like bono like practically fits under his chin (laughs) (laughs) not even on his (laughs) tiptoes he had to jump up a little bit to get up the full hug Get up on your toes. <laughs> nice squeeze. <laughs> for any for anyone who is really unfamiliar with the subject matter, uh, Bono is not a tall man. He's not a tall man. No, he's not right. tall. He's, he is, I would say, below average. I would. I would. Maybe s- not amongst his peers. No, no, maybe really not. But I mean, he's. I mean, there are plenty of male celebrities that are shorter than him. I'm sure, like tom cruise or something but i don't know there can't be all that many of them it's amazing how small celebrities are actually it really really is surprising they tend to be quite tiny people and i don't mean just like skinny like they're yeah they're we we hold them in your hand we celebrity we just a wee celebrity. i have to quickly tell you about this drink i had this morning at brunch okay so this place we went once um when you were here for brunch Bar Louie. it's like a national chain, yeah. We have one you know? here, and we get the always get the margarita. And they have the ultimate margarita, which has Guinness in it. Which I'm I love Bloody Mary's and I love Guinness, but that marriage doesn't quite seem like a union to me. <laughs> you didn't get that when we were there last time, not the ultimate, okay. But the friend I was with was like, Oh no, this is the way to go, and goddamn, was she right? Oh my god. I don't add a splashy Guinness to your Bloody Marys. You can't even taste it, it just like makes it a little bit deeper. I guess. Is that I don't know. I'm getting into like notes and tones, which don't <laughs> I feel like that would have a note of it would have like notes of tomato in it. <laughs> Bloody Mary does, yeah. <laughs> like, it's almost like it makes it a little smoky. And I'm like, I don't know if that's it, it just kind of has a little brown color. <laughs> Nice thing, I don't know. You know what this Bloody Mary needs more brown. <laughs> more brown. <laughs> Let's make it look like rotten tomatoes. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, I will now never. If I'm offered Guinness in my Bloody Mary, I will forever take it. Okay. I've been. A, I'm converted. Gotcha. Should... What are we talking about? I think we're talking about U2's second studio album. Yeah, October, which coincidentally was released on October 12th, 1981. Look at that. A clever name or coincidental release? I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't know. Maybe. No one one seems to know. No, we'll never know. We'll never know. No. They don't know. No. So if you, dear loving listeners, are a huge fan of this album, this may not be for you. Unless you just want to hear what some other people think. If, you, to say that? if if you're listening to this and you're a huge fan of this album, please send us a direct message and we'll give you our phone numbers and find out what's going on with you because you <laughs> might need some sort of assistance or guidance Maybe. or something because uh, I don't understand why you would like it that much. Well, I could see some people if like they're kind of like original fans and like right. this was all like new stuff and you get really excited about things. Maybe the religious tones. Blankets. They're not tones. They're well, like, it's like a weighted blanket. It's, um, yeah, it's not it's a like tone. A full 25 pound weighted blanket. Yeah, What is important to you? That's just fine and dandy. Yeah, you know, if you really do like it, God bless you. I literally mean that. God bless you. Because literally Literally, God, yeah. And obviously, people liked it enough that it continued. I believe that in today's music world, and I know that we've talked about this, in today's music world, where if your first single Tanks, you're like toast. Like, you don't have any chances. But everything's so manufactured anyway. But if this was your second album, you would never have a third. But music... The music for industry was different then. Totally different. It it topped out on the out. UK charts at 11, which is not too shabby. And the US, it topped out at 104. So it Right. We'll get there, but they're they released Fire before the album. They released like, uh, Gloria and Fire before Fire the album. Was like, Fire was their first UK success. Yeah, Fire was released on July 27, 1981 and Gloria on October 5th, 81. The album was later in October. The album was released October twelfth. It was recorded between it was recorded on in April of nineteen eighty one and then July to August of nineteen eighty one. It was recorded at Compass Point Studios in Nassau, Bahamas. Fancy. Fancy for some young lads rip- the North yeah, side. Chris Blackwell's place. Chris Blackwell, who if you don't know, he was the founder of Island Records who signed you to he had i guess he saw something good there but it was for it. yeah but interestingly though part of the album was recorded in april of 81 at a soundcheck at a gig in minneapolis really yep wow and then it yeah that's that was during the boy tour it was during the was... it was still okay. it was the last leg of the north american boy tour and and of course compass points today nassau bahamas and Windmill lane in dublin again for people who don't know the the backstory apparently bono had written lyrics for october and he had him in a briefcase which was stolen from him by some fans backstage, yeah, backstage. um and uh and it, in portland oregon in portland oregon and it yeah, it made them very short of time because he had to pretty much start from scratch with um, new lyrics, and they were. It cost them like fifty quid an hour yeah. to record, and so they didn't have a whole lot of time for this album. And it's and it very much so sounds to me like it was rushed anyway. Like that's good enough. Well, the but music sounds great. I the music the band sounds great, right? And rather put together, but the lyrics really take a hit the lyrics really take a hit and I'm and I don't know if it's just that I have a the lyrics bother me so much that I know that they're written by Bona that that makes his vocals sound like crap to me they I, they probably don't but I just listen to this album and I'm pissed off with him so yeah. I can't I feel like I can't enjoy and given second album not a lot of money recorded in a very short amount of time I certainly certainly understand that that said I still just don't like this album very much um but the go ahead ahead. no you don't going to say and I read somewhere that you know they were so heavily into that Shalom group the really like deeply Christian group that that kind of became like their day job like the rock and roll was like they weren't focusing on the album right So it really did get kind of phoned in. So um, you said, which was, I think, the number one profound point of our last podcast about boy was that you don't relate because you've never been a teenage boy. And that pretty (laughs) much, I mean, for me, that's also, but I've also never been, you know, and i felt like a born-again Christian evangelical whatever I've never had like blind faith I mean I have faith right. but I have faith in it's my personal I don't really share I don't really have words to describe it I just have faith in some stuff um but I'm I, really not biblical it's not, not scripture no no it's just I don't know I feel like people get are like how of- do you girls like this band <laughs> <laughs> well you don't like teenage and you don't like religion (laughs) (laughs) well we'll, I'll touch on that in a little bit we have there's a song that I kind of touch on that with okay Um, but it just this October and this is my written statement of today I think I hope I I literally just wrote it so I hope it comes out okay but October just makes me uncomfortable I feel like they're trying to use some sort of messianic jedi mind trick sort of religion set kind of thing on me and i I just i don't think that is regardless of what religion it is i think when you're when you have that much blind faith you don't have a great view of reality and i mean you know be upset with me for that i don't care if it's jewish i don't care if it's christian or whatever if if you're entirely led by you know faith like that then I just it makes me uncomfortable and I don't really trust that very much that's again I have faith I go to the synagogue twice a year and feel like I can get out of bed in the morning because I believe there's some sort of higher being though I have no further thought about that but I just cannot get behind just very, very religious sect stuff. Yeah. set, not sex. Yeah. That's a totally different conversation. That's a different conversation. <laughs> yes. Hey there, listeners. If you're a YouTube fan, you are more than likely aware of the work that Bono has done and continues to do in Africa. It's amazing work, and the exciting thing is you can get involved, too. There are two simple ways. One, go to one.org and sign up to fight against extreme poverty. Two, visit red.org to shop. What? Shopping helps? It sure does. By purchasing red branded products, you are contributing to the Global Fund, which supports HIV AIDS grants in many African countries. As your man says, where you live should not decide whether you live or whether you die. So head on over to one.org and red.org to join the Garden Tarts in doing our part to end AIDS. So should we get into the song? Let's do that. Track one, side one, is Gloria. I love this song. For me, this song makes the album and I think live, it is just explosive and amazing. And it will always be one of my top early tracks that I want to hear live. How, how many times have you heard it? Did you look that um, up? I did. Five. I've also heard Gloria five times. They're probably all together. Probably. Gosh, I just love it. It's just like the energy live is so explosive. And people are so excited to hear it that it's just, it's like it's like on fire. I just... love it it musically I I love it but but I do like Gloria I'm it's got really great bass I really like it but that also is I mean when I see a live show I'm rarely I might complain like oh my god I've heard this song so many times but I'm not gonna really say no I don't want to hear this I'd rather not be at a show than hear Gloria so I'd rather be at any show even if they played Gloria 21 times or whatever I'm cool with that but I just like your, being at those shows yeah. and I do like it but also I've there's never been a live song that I can say I regret hearing that or whatever so I'm right. I don't get all crazy excited but I like hearing it I definitely you, do you want to put it in your personal set list no I would not I absolutely would not and I might I might yeah I mean if if I had a if I could make a set list for a whole tour I absolutely would but if I just had one show no it would not be yeah. in, in my set list going back to the briefcase the missing briefcase I mean to me this song sounds like, like trying to find lyrics that are hard to come up with it's writing um, about not being able it's writing about not being able to write about <laughs> right exactly so I've heard it want to say it but um i um, really long time ago I haven't heard him say that in a really long time but like writer's block about how when you have that you just write about that it's something to write about too yeah which I love that I mean I don't have to write a whole lot for necessity but you know when I when I did it was I just kind of used that at least it gets you you know started with something right and I I was you know creative writing major in college and I remember hearing that and being like oh that it's okay. Right about the that. Well. There's always something to write about. Yeah. But so it's in the same vein as uh, the police's song Da do do da 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 da. It's yeah. all I have to say. Yeah. So it. I mean that that's that just has a special place in my heart, that that theory. And Obviously that, that I put on the set list. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. You two, you sing it. Whoever wants to sing it, sing it. So do you remember when we went to see the police? I remember very I, well. I know what you're gonna was, say. When I was pregnant and I was like, Why is my baby sleeping through this epic concert? <laughs> and then it wasn't until that song, the do da do da 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 that, that, that <laughs> She started jumping around. I was like, oh, they're speaking her language. <laughs> I she remember that, that so well. They're, you know, they're very, like, I, that's one of those things I'll never forget. That was so crazy cool. It was the only time she moved the entire concert. And in general, when you're pregnant, the louder the noises, the more it lulls the baby to sleep. So that makes sense. Yeah. But I really wanted her to, like, soak up the music. And she was just waiting. Well, now that, now that she's born and everything, and <laughs> a tween, does she like that song? Have you played it? I don't her? know if she's ever heard it. <laughs> that was it. That was the one time. <laughs> I'll have to play it for her. Yeah.
1: Don't tell, tell her it. that.
0: Just play it and see what her it reaction is. like, I will. <laughs> so something else, obviously, about Gloria, and I don't have any real insight into this, um, because I don't know these other songs, like I've never dove into them more than just enjoying them superficially. But you know, like Van Morrison's Gloria and Heidi Smith's Gloria, have always. I was been literally like, about to say that. They've always like We had the same thought. <laughs> yeah. What are the odds? I'm just like, it's not G L G L O R I A. It's Gloria. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. And I really those songs obviously had an influence. I think on this musically, and I, I mean i I don't want to say obviously, I've read that, yeah, I just don't understand all the connections,
1: well, so if you are
0: interested in that, look into it, yeah, look into let us know. I kind of take Gloria though as being Latin, like glory, you know, yeah. like okay. yeah, like I don't know do you have you watched Victoria and that intro song is well, I did I watched the first the first, I think so. first I think... season. I don't remember the song. Yeah, the intro song is some Latin thing with Gloria something, yeah. I think. I'll it's a good song. Yeah. I don't, but, it was a while ago I watched that first yeah. season. Are there more seasons? How many seasons are there now? I think there are three. I haven't finished watching the third one. I kind of I'll have to log off from that. I'll have to yeah. log. Um, <laughs> so the next song is I Fall Down, track two of album two by U2. that just came to me that wasn't anything (laughs) that was planned that made me dance a little (laughs) that's a song you could write about right there I have like one interesting thing about this two interesting things no one interesting thing is that like so many of Bono's lyrics are taken so literally like even if he's not writing from his perspective it seems to be from his perspective that this is one of the only songs that I can think of where there are like protagonists Yes. With this Julian John. I have that note too that it's it's not about him. It doesn't have to always be about him. And it's a little like <laughs> Egotist. I found myself kind of like like it's a little peppy little note. It is a little peppy. I am. Um... And there's so much this. I want to call this October colon the era of the hi-hat or Larry <laughs> introduces the hi-hat. Discovers like every song, like (laughs) band discovers hi hat. It's like 1981. Yeah, (laughs) maybe it was brand new, and you wanted to hit it a bunch. Yeah, it it works, but it's in like every song. Yeah. Um, Well, I have this story that um, a guy told me once, who actually is from uh, he's from New York, but he um, lives in Virginia, and way way back like many many years ago i don't know how it came up but we had a conversation about he's a doctor he's we had a conversation about you too and he claims that he's john from jonathan and he had this and this is the other thing i've never really this is the only time i've really dug into the songs from october like when he said this to me i'm like i don't know what you're talking about Like, I don't even know that lyric. I don't know what you're talking about. But he said that he was in New York and his girlfriend was Julie. And they continuously had fights because, like, her best bud was the singer in a band. Yeah. And that's what their argument was about. And then she took off. That's all I got. He swears it's him. His name is Jonathan, for reals. But I don't, for some reason, I feel like, I mean, maybe he knew her or something, but there's no way that's actually him. Hey, Hillary. Yeah. Everything can happen. Everything can happen. I still don't, I still don't buy that. I just really, really don't. For some reason, that's never, that story's never sat well with me. That said, I don't think he's making it up. He believes it. That's fine, yeah. Yeah, he believes it. But it was, I mean, he said that, that was their their only fight, basically, was that you know, she spent all her time with this dude in a band. And he was like, I'm still here, Julie. And she's like, but I'm hanging out with this dude, John. And well, it, didn't, it didn't end well for, no, it ended just great for John. He is a lovely wife and very beautiful, smart daughters. And everything ended up really good. Now I can't speak for Julie whatever right. happened to her. But Brian turned out okay. and John's doing fine. John's doing great. Julie, hope you're good. Hope you're good, Julie. Reach out. DM us. DM us. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram and Twitter, the underscore Garden Tart. But somehow you have to prove you're Julie, and I have no idea how to get you. If you can think of how to do that, then definitely... We don't want to just hear from any Julie. We want to hear from that bad Julie. There's got to be pictures or something. Something. But if we can go back to like, I mean, lyrics, dude. And for someone who improvises so well at the mic, this was just, maybe it was the pressure. I don't know. If I could read the last verse to you. It is, I fall down. I'm falling down. I fall down when you fall down when I fall down. <laughs> It's when you're falling down. When you fall down, when you fall down. I can top this later on the album, but okay. that's pretty pretty bad, you know. But, and oh my gosh, can you hear my dog? Oh. Logan, what are you doing? He's hey, like, the... meet Logan. He's our mascot. So, should we give a little <laughs> tutorial, a little one-on-one on how not to steal Bono's lyrics? how not to i don't know how not to do that you don't if you have them in your possession don't take oh yeah don't take them because the rest of us have to pay for it and spoiler alert the lyrics were returned to him the briefcase was returned to him eventually like the lyrics weren't in it were they yeah and he said they weren't that good like he he blamed the album on you know his lost lyrics but when he got it back he was like yeah they they weren't that they weren't that good but they're There was like his passport and like money, but all that stuff was in there. There's like three few hundred dollars. Yeah, I think it was. But I don't know. I bet he cried. I would have cried. I would have called my mom. (laughs) Oh oh oh, that was a terrible thing. That's too soon. I'm sorry, Bono. He could have called your mom. And my mom would have helped him. My mom would have too. He's got Ann and Leslie would have been right there. And you know, my mom's name is Leslie Ann, just so you know. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Leslie Ann and Ann. Leslie Ann and Ann. One time that you might have heard about, Mm -hmm. I was in Dublin, and I happened to be somewhere where I needed a ride. And this car pulled up, and it was a Mercedes, and the seats inside had cow print covers on them. It was Bono. (laughs) No. Yeah. And he was like, come on in, I'll give you a ride back to your thing. And I go, Oh my to- God. By the way, I've heard <laughs> the story. <laughs> I go to sit in the back seat because another friend gets in the front seat. And there on the seat is his laptop bag. And he says, you- Oh, he's like, just put it on your lap. And I'm like, d- But, but d- didn't this not work out so well that one time <laughs> <laughs> i thought i thought this was like something you should maybe be protecting from now on. at this but point i know where you live <laughs> no i've t- seen where you sleep <laughs> at this point is when he's slowing down or like you're stopped at a stoplight and he starts to take off and then you just roll out of the car with the <laughs> laptop and run away what album would that have been was. what lyrics would you have stolen then for that album That was in 99. So it would have been all they can't leave behind. Yeah. I hope he backed up his computer. Yeah. Like it's on a time machine or something. Yeah. Time machine. They they have time machines in 99. I'm pretty sure they did actually. The Apple time machine. Not the thing that actually like a hot. No, no, no. They don't have, they didn't have that. Well, we don't know that. They could have had that then. No one told us. No, I'm still looking for my keys. (laughs) but I mean (laughs) if if there was a if there was a time if time machine was ever possible even in the future wouldn't we know it now because there would be people from the future like walking amongst us so I don't think there will ever be time travel Not, not if they're good at their job no right if they're really good at their job like if I got in a time machine and I went back I don't know how good I'd be at my job to tell you the truth I'd be really bad I'd be like I'd be betting on those horse races. I don't know who won any horse races, but you got to get the uh, the almanac. But then my out. hand, then my hand would disappear. But we would mess up the more, whole time win, space continuum. You could win money to go to more U two shows. I I could, or I could just become really, really, really bestest buddies with them, and then I wouldn't have to pay to go to U two shows. I would have planted myself in Portland, Oregon in 1981 and saved those. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best idea I'm ever. Like, I'm your number one security personnel. That yeah. Sucks. Forever. And like, you forever. are to need to rewrite them anyway. So. I feel like I could think of like a million other things like that that would guarantee me a yeah. ticket for life at least. We have a few instances even where I'm like, why didn't we do this? But anyway.
1: Almost because, all of
0: my incidences in 1997 were like that. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Okay, um, so in conclusion, I Fall Down I are is, not Bonnie's best lyrics. I know that you're going to, there's some re- re- repetition later in the album you're going to talk about, but this is like, it's like a I Fall in and I Can't Get Up episode <laughs> on repeat, <BP, laughs> but they're just like skipping that one part. Like, <laughs> And the grandma keeps falling down the stairs over and over. <laughs> I kinda wanna read that first again. It's really funny. Spoken. <laughs> Go for it, do it. No, I'm not gonna torture people. Oh, um. that's really bad. You're right. This is actually just... really like this is trying and being bad. The next the one I have later on isn't even trying. So you can't even really count that very much. No. This is like trying to put a whole verse together. Yeah. The third song is A Through a Breakfast Window, which I'm sorry. i write this off the second I read the title because what the fuck? <laughs> like, that's not poetry. <laughs> Let alone a song title. No.
1: There's some other long <clears throat> song titles
0: they have that are like you could have cut that down or added some parentheses or something. Yeah. Right. Um, but I threw a brick, parentheses, through a, window. through a window. I threw a brick. I threw a brick through a window. I threw a brick through a window. Um, I I'm saying started- that because that's what they. That's how Bonnie said it live to introduce the song. Yeah. like Thanks for clarifying that, dude. Yeah. I threw I'm a brick. Soon. I threw a brick through a window. Yeah. I threw a brick through a window. In case you missed it the first two times. (laughs) Did you read the story behind the song, though? It makes so much sense. I think I did, but for some reason I didn't make notes on it, and I cannot recall it right now. So this goes back to it just being like three guys in the house. It was him and his brother and his dad. And it was just like this fighting testosterone all the time. And he and his brother got in a fight, and Bono threw a knife at him, and it like stuck in the wall. So I guess that's the brick through the window. Man, that's way worse than a brick through a window. I know, that's really fucked up. That is that is aggression that I... Yeah. But anyway, then you, like, read through it, and it's, like, it makes all sense. Like, you know, he's, like, be my brother. You know, it's, like, life is hard, like, whatever, whatever. You think he really threw a knife at his brother? Or you think that's just a... Bonoism. It sounded like he was like, so I threw a knife at him, and it stuck to the wall, and that's what the song's about. <laughs> so I, I, this is, this song so to hear pretty. in you know, old bootlegs and stuff is, uh, is not bad live. And I feel like no. it, it doesn't really record, it doesn't seem to translate well in a recording studio. But live, it's like, they're little places that are built in. To the song, I feel like little music interludes where Bonham can climb stuff. Like yeah, I feel right? like that's so built into the song. I don't dislike this song, but I don't I don't love it. Um I love the edge in it. It's like it's like yeah, menacing. Just, it sounds yeah. like a fight. Like it, it does no, sound no, like a fight. It so to me it's it's interesting because um to me it does sound like a song about rebellion, but it's hard to except that on this album that is pretty much christian rock. But I do see how this song maybe almost sounds like also I mean look at the lyrics there are a lot of lyrics for that song. Yeah. And and they're not I, that repetitious. No. So <laughs> I think it I honestly think this maybe and this is just my guess, but it sounds like it could be a leftover from boy. Oh, is it one of the songs that they were playing live before? Maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't 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 have those facts. Like, Um, like did it have a live life before? I don't know, but it sounds like um, to me it it doesn't fit very well on this album. But I mean, just live. It's a great. I mean, I'm not that I've ever heard it live, but it's a great. It's great to hear. I hear Logan again. Oh, he's outside barking now. I guess I should close the. That's our mascot again chiming in. This is what happens when you do things from home. I hope that you all can appreciate that. Yeah, and we, we don't have any sponsorship. We don't have any fancy places to record. Like, I'm in the guest room of my house in Newport News, Virginia. I am in my official office. Yes. It just happens to be my home office. We are sponsored by our own whiskey collection. Yes. But we, then one... we, we weren't okay. sponsored by them. We, we purchased them um, <laughs> as a, a tribute to what we do here. Yeah. we would love if if jameson's listening i mean like we'll take it right we will drink more jameson and talk more about it yeah so if you're listening jameson we love you my glass is getting empty where's Where's the bartender i i've got a long way to go to get another glass so i'm trying to make this last as long as so i i'll read this quote because i just found it from bono and I'll reference, this is from now Stokes, it's from the U2 Songs and Experience book. He said, there was a row in the house, my father, my brother, and myself didn't get along at the time. I remember throwing a carving knife at my brother, and it's sticking in the door. I missed. But that's what I threw a brick through a window was about. So I could see if this is so tangible. Yeah, that unlike, sounds about... Unlike everything else they're writing about, which is like confusion, and religion and you know they were really disconfident about what direction they were going disconfident by the way kids is a word it is not a word it's not a word but one time this one time in 1997 Bono said it to us he actually used the word disconfident and so now it is a word in our at least urban dictionary. Yes, we, it's in our, and we will continue to use it during this podcast series. Yeah. So So we're not going to feel (laughs) disconfident. You need to work on embracing the word. Yeah. We're not going to explain it again. So if you miss this episode and you correct our grammar in the future, we're not going to be happy about that. Yeah. We'll say, see season one, episode two. Great. Reference. (laughs) (laughs) But come back. Right. Okay. So then, can I move on to the next song are you ready yeah and yeah, the next song is called Rejoice it's kind of uh but there's one really really good lyric oh yeah really super good lyric in it and that is I can't change the world but I can change the world in me I think it's really profound I think that's one of that's definitely uh my Bono kind of lyric and not the I oh I fell out. I fell out again <laughs> oh no well, I said down again <laughs> so internal and so profound and I can see like a 20 year old kid trying to get a grasp on the world and what's going on and like having this revelation yeah and of course you know we'll come back to this line later when it flips around a bit mm-hmm. many decades down the road but I first amazing. I have a lot written down about this song really yeah I, I don't know if you it does I just have that lyric in brackets. I have no words written down, actually. Oh, so I just have some facts about it, which is, um, I mean, it doesn't, like, I don't need to listen to it. I don't mind it, but it's not one of the, it's not my Gloria. But just for, like, reference about it, like, Bono, Edge, and Larry were, like, so immersed in that Shalom group that they, like, couldn't focus on the album much at all. Like, they would do this during the day, but then Shalom all night long and, like, had trouble focusing on the album stuff. But the song is like a celebration of like Shalom was so good for them. Like it gave them like a purpose and a place. And this song, it does sound like a celebration. I mean, rejoice. Like it's, I think it's a happy song. I think at least musically it is. To me, it sounds rejoiceful. Oh, and then I'm just jumping around. Then he has this lyric in what am I to do? Just tell me what am I supposed to say? Which is, I just assume he's like, speaking to God be like what were those lyrics again right <laughs> <Like That's-> literally <laughs> what I like. and, but that's like if you don't have when you have writer's block write about writer's block right exactly that goes back to that uh, but um, that it's a very it's a very religious that, song it is very very religious but it, to me, and- it's more per- it's more I think I don't know because I'm not immersed in it like it sounds more personal than like big time spiritual like the whole "I can't change the world, I can change the world" I mean that's more yeah. internal. I, I, it is, and I feel like it's definitely one of the songs you can kind of disguise as not being as religious, though it is. I mean, he's constantly singing about his faith. Like this is not <laughs> new. No, I but mean, this is different. It, it is not, different. but it is different, and and I, you know, generally am okay with that. I just can't this album and like I I took this note somewhere I have no idea where I put it but it's in my head but that they this album God, I hope I didn't say this already um, this album could have very well like pigeonholed them into being Christian rock yeah you did not say that before and I okay. think there was some I had read somewhere that there was some pressure from their religious group they're like, oh, we've got this platform. Let's right. prosthesize it, you know? And so Bono gets into, like, the whole salesman thing. Does God need a salesman? No, he, he doesn't. That he, that he likes. And obviously, but. he re- he knows that's not the case. So I'm glad that didn't. I yeah. think they're, I think they're salvage. their salvation, me. Yeah, yeah. salvation. <laughs> was the first three seconds of the first song on their next album. Oh. And if it hadn't been for those three seconds, I don't think that they would be where they are today. Coming from October. If their next album had been an October repeat, they would have been done for. Yeah. Or they had to go on different charts. <laughs> like, And we wouldn't know them. Right.
1: Because I wouldn't know them. they're
0: good. I mean, they're a great yeah. band. But, um, but I, re- I, I feel like really strongly about that, which is to me, that's thank God. Really, if you're if you're asking God for something, right, that's to me, that's pretty big. But I don't think it I seriously, I almost think that if they started that album with another song, they started the next album with any other song, they maybe right. wouldn't have been able to dig themselves out of October. Right. Oh, I can't well, wait to talk about that. That's gonna be I crazy. know, I'm so excited. Let's just get through this. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. because We're, like, yapping like crazy town. What? So, song five. Are we ready to move on to song five? I am ready. Is fire, which they were really excited about with this early release of the album. Of This was, like, this was going to be it. This was going to be single. It was going to sell the album. They were going to get it done. They had their first big UK success on the charts there with it. It surprised me to learn that. I like this song. Yeah. I mean, I if I had to pick, again, you know, Gloria's great and everything, but for some reason, just like hearing it in my car or whatever, hearing it on a headphone, it just doesn't do a whole lot for me. And again, live, it has a totally different vibe. But I think, and I mean, I might, you know, tomorrow I might change my mind, but I'm pretty sure that Fire is my favorite song off the yeah. album. I'll have to listen some more because obviously you're not alone on that. Yeah. I think it's, it, like, it's too apocalyptic to me. Like it just feels so doomed. Like it sounds so doomsday to me. That yeah. well, it's a good. It's a good song. It's put together. It's got good lyrics. The band you sounds know, great. I'm but like, then I'm okay, I'm kind of dark and mysterious. Mysterious anyway. So it's so mysterious. Mysterious. Yeah. Fun fact: It was recorded. It was one of the songs recorded in the Bahamas. Yeah. Um, and they made some joke that when you're recording in such a luxury, you just can't do a good job. <laughs> no. Why would you want to be in a studio when you have... Be on the beach. Beach. So I hear... I think that it's really high crime. Like, I don't think you want to go to the Bahamas anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Anyway, I like the song. It is not single material. Yeah, that's what surprised me more than anything. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how that would even... Cross anyone's mind that that would be? They good Apparently, there is a top of the pops performance. I, like, I read this. I know what you're going to say. Total bomb. I just I'm making a note to look it up. But in in that, Banu said that he wore like some black sleeping bag or something. He <laughs> said it was a really awful performance, and he wore something that was like a looked like a black sleeping bag as his. Was Stage. complete. I don't know. I um. I mean that that's always. That's always up there for grabs. There was this weird creaking noise at my front door, and it really scared me. And it was the cat was stuck in the foyer. <laughs> he was trying I to get out. I was... So the num the sixth song off the album is tomorrow. Oh, what a sad song. This is a beautiful nice song. Beautiful, I like it, and it's interesting because it's really irishy sounding, which is so on nice. the pipes. You too. It brings in like a whole other yeah. instrument. So this this song feels slightly betrayed by this song. You do, <laughs> I do, yeah. because I hear it and I get all the way up to right before the the end of the song and. I'm like, oh, it's so sad. Bono lost his mom. And that's what this is all about. And then when I get to the last lyrics, oh. I don't think it's about his mom at all. I think it's about Jesus coming back. And then when I read I read some stuff about the song and he said that originally he said it was about Northern Ireland. Yeah, which is baloney. Total baloney. But like if you, if you read those lyrics, it's, I mean, he could have written that song about Jesus coming back just as easily as a, it's about his mother. And then the end where it says, I'm going to be their mother. I mean, he's going to be with G- he's telling his mom, he's going to be there with Jesus when Jesus comes back or whatever. So you really could anyway, I feel like I, this song, if it wasn't for that last bit, I think this would be my favorite song on the album. But I feel like it's just like you listen to it and then you're like, psych. <laughs> That's not what it's about. Yeah, I don't feel betrayed by that part. I mean, I understand, you know, we've talked about our kind of discomfort yeah. with that level of kind of preaching, but um Yeah. To me it's so obviously about his mom and but- he's so no song is ever about one single thing. And No, it's not. I think it's um and I mean, it was the loss of his mom that—that's when he dove into religion. Was right. after then, so those are in my mind. Those are allowed to be tied together. Absolutely, and maybe he wants I mean, to talk about it with his mom. Right, and it's all allowed. I mean, obviously, yeah. of um, course. But I just, in in terms of my comfort level with lyrics, I'd totally be in on this song. I mean it's a beautiful, well written, amazing song. I just don't like the ending subject matter. Yeah. Just because I feel like and look again, I'm not I'm not knocking Jesus or anything. Of I mean course. I'm Jewish, but still I'm not knocking anybody's religion. I just I just feel like this song is so this album is so trying to like convert me. Yeah. And I don't like that. I mean, it didn't work because i heard the album you know 100 years ago and i'm still jewish so <laughs> and you still love the band wah, wah. Uh-uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> if you had yeah. heard this song album as it was coming out yeah i don't think it would have yeah probably either well i mean especially you know if i was hearing it then because i would have been like i don't know 10 <laughs> <laughs> like oh this is some good rock and roll music <laughs> Oh, to quote some other podcasts, that was like getting that in there, Jenny. Was I didn't do it very well. Anti-shavs. Anti-shavs. I didn't do okay. it very well. Some good, you did um, it. You did it just rock and roll music. No, to me, it's like there's no other definition. Like, this song, it only has one topic to me, right? And that is his mom, absolutely. Um. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's like haunting. I mean, those pipes are amazing. It's very haunting. And there's some, I should dig it out. There's something that, some album that was like a celebration of Irish music, something that Bono and Adam redid it. Yeah. In the 90s. Yeah. It was beautiful. I think. Redo. Beautiful. Totally beautiful. Beautiful new life yeah. to it. The same like haunting feeling, but it just hadn't felt refreshed. I'll we'll have to yes. find that. We'll dig it. I'm, I know I have it in my CD cabinet somewhere yeah i still have a cd cabinet i'm that old yeah i don't have it anywhere i'll look i'll go looking online for it somewhere. i'm sure i have it but then if we could wait yeah can we just move straight on to the next song because that one i'm ready tomorrow just seems so black and white at least to me another incredibly gorgeous song track seven which is october where they bring in the piano Oh, that edgy. Oh, that edgy. The Edge. You like his piano. Just so, it's like simple, but gorgeous. Right. And it's sad. I was under the belief. I went to look up how many times I heard this song, and I thought it was going to rack up a number, and I've never heard it. <laughs> no, me too. I was like absolutely sure. Positive. I could picture it.
1: on the piano
0: with the east end (laughs) turns out i watched way too many periscope (laughs) concerts (laughs) i think that's my thing too i bet anything and i haven't checked my facts but i bet anything they played it on i and e they all in europe Europe and stuff and we just didn't they played it at the two msg shows we did not go to
1: the first two
0: (laughs) and i think we went to the next two and then there were two Yeah, more they played that. it at the first two, and then they played it, I mean, I didn't fact check that it's the entire European show, but it's a huge list of dates. Right. It's a substantial number of shows, so I guess I, yeah, put myself there. And again, this is another, like, it's just so, like, beautiful, it's kind of sad. It is. Um, I, I love this song. So I'm gorgeous. not sure why I don't say it's my favorite song on the album, just because it's barely a song. Is so it's just simple. so short. It's like a interlude or something. Yeah, not into anything. It's not into anything because it has, it doesn't go with the next song at all. But but it's so beautiful. I love it. And I I read a quote that Edge said that October the, the title track October, mm-hmm. um, could have gone places, but they didn't have time to squeeze out the sparks. And <laughs> I see that. Like I feel like this was this should have been a whole long epic song but it was just like time's up but i think it's i feel like it's perfect yeah so mm-hmm. i read um another i read another thing this is just about the album as a whole that we talked about boy being a concept album and they knew they were going to title the album boy before there was an right. album apparently with October, Bono also had decided that the album was going to be called October. Yeah, and that, but but it's the title track, and so it was, it was the album, and then they wrote a song based on the album name, which is like not how music were. I mean, like look at, you know, most of their other albums have most of them, are not, but most of their other albums have like a lyric taken out of a song, like Rattle and Hum. Right is in the Locust Wind Comes a Rile and Hump from Full at the Blue Sky. But this song was written because of, the album was gonna be named October. And I, I just thought that was totally backwards. But what they said was that they heard that Patti Smith recorded albums like that. And so they were gonna do that. Yeah, like she came up with all the song titles first yeah. and found the music to fit. That's really interesting to hear that about her. I just, obviously we read the same sources. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right right shocker there but I, I i think that's really interesting and i guess you know if you're making music a lot for a long time it's probably fun to shake things up like that yeah. it's probably fun to say well this time we're going to record it like this or we're going to have this idea got um, mean i, I mean i, I challenge i you know in, in later albums i do kind of feel like you know the t- whatever the the singles i feel like almost they were written to be singles right and like there there were songs they were mapped out and there's like you know well beautiful day is mysterious ways you know or something like that like that's the pop single and it there was a formula but i don't right. think that they they didn't do that early on and i don't think they do that anymore Right. Um, Well, but so now they have like this, this huge back catalog of things they've worked on that haven't evolved yet. And it's just a completely different situation because they probably already have some stuff in their head and in their archives to work with, that then become things. Right. Which is cool. I mean, it's just a whole nother level of taking stuff you've already made and recreating it to a different existence kind of thing. Apologies, but we're going to keep going back to Sting and The Police a lot. That's fine, yeah. I thought it was interesting that Sting was on uh, Jimmy Fallon, and he said that most of the time he had back catalog to write songs from, but whatever the last album he did before this, the album that just came out, which isn't original songs, but he said that he didn't have anything. He had to go into the album from scratch. And I thought that was really interesting because, I mean, Think about how long he's been. He's been in the business way longer than you do. Yeah. And so, I mean, think about how how much he has g- gone through his back catalog. I guess that's, you know, the goal of a musician. But thank goodness nice. he didn't stop there. And that said, I'm, I haven't listened to an original album from Sting in many a, albums. It's been a while. Yeah, but it's been a while. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh!
0: Drink. Cheers <laughs> If you know, you know. Moving on. So if you don't know, it doesn't matter. It was just if you if you don't know what it is, it must be art. art. You know what else Thing said in that interview with Jimmy Fallon, and I love it's kind of you know, Bono has so many things that he just has like on repeat. But you're fine like you know, yeah. when you're having to talk and do interviews all the time, you might as well have your sound bites because why think of new shit all the time? Like that's that's right, exactly. gotta be exhausting. Right. But this whole, you know, everyone everyone in the fan base knows that you two songs they like they're never static, they're constantly they evolve. Like it's something on the album and then they take new form if they become live and they become they keep growing. The songs keep evolving. And Sting said the same thing because his new album is all old songs. But he's like, you know, people get mad because they hear me redo an old song. And they're like, well, why did you change this, change that? And he said, for me, the album recording is just the starting point. That's like the birth of the song. And then as you play it live over decades, it keeps, it's like growing up. I was right. like, oh, it's nice to hear someone else say that. That I liked how he said it. Yeah, um, but but also you know singers though maybe they are shaking things up and changing things live, but they also do occasionally forget lyrics. There are, and I've seen that happen a time or like yeah, like that's not twenty. That's not a new lyric. That's just filling the space. You forgot. You're singing the same lyric you just sang in the chorus before. Yeah. like that's not, not yeah course, you're just the verse before you're just saying it again because you forgot where you were because you fall down just saying
1: and when you're <laughs> falling
0: down i fall down you fall and then you fall, you down, fall down and then i, I fall, fall down. down we all fall down life alert <laughs> <laughs> this song is sponsored by life alert, alert. <sighs> oh, oh my god <laughs> where are we oh we we're about october the song october <laughs> Somehow we got We went way off there. Thank you, Sting Thank for, for that Sting. one. For everything always. But I mean, if you have not seen Two Stings on the Moon, just google it. <laughs> Two Stings on the Moon is the best thing. Was that the name or two Stings Walking on the Moon? Two Stings on the Moon. I think it's two two stings on the moon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which also is also the worst thing ever. That was but terrible. It is also the best thing off of. Ever, It was terrible, and I want to just give Sting a big pat on the back because yeah. he did not have to do that. <laughs> he did not have to do I'm that. I'm not even sure he fully enjoyed it, but he went along. No, he, said, he said, Jimmy asked him if he had ever been in like a flying, whatever. Those like things. the harness? A harness, yeah. yeah. And he said he had been, which I would really like to know when that was. But he said that it hurts your asteroids. <laughs> he, he also said something <laughs> about like hitting the high notes. Like, I don't know. If there is... Yeah, I'm sure. It hurts your asteroids. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bless his heart. Bless his heart. <laughs> okay. Okay. Track eight with a shout, parentheses, Jerusalem. Can I just keep saying that musically I love the song? Yes. I think the band sounds great. <laughs> The band sounds great. Can we put me I on just, The band sounds great. I just really do not really like this song at all. Well, is it the crucifixion? Is this just like straight up the crucifixion of Christ? Please, if if someone wants to like message us and educate us on that, that's fine. Don't get mad because I don't know. I'm not being like ignorant, and no, a, I'm no. just being naive. And again, uh, and I've said this over and over. I embrace religion. I just feel like there's a point where you can hold on to religion so tightly that you kind of lose your grip on it's all, whatever else is going on. It's all consuming. Yeah. But I mean, that could be anything. We could be doing that with you too. We are doing that Which with is YouTube. very, <laughs> right? right? I'm not just saying that it's religion. I feel like it, when you're that, you know, we have lives. We do have lives. Functional lives, we have jobs, <laughs> you know I mean? and relationships, and jobs and, and children, and all kinds of stuff. We just have but our moments. We do have our moments, but but I mean, if holding on to something that tightly makes you lose other things, then right. And they almost lost the band. Yes, they should have. They very well should. Have. It makes no sense. No, Adam should have flown no. that coop so fast. I don't <laughs> he know, should... Like he should. He really has been like, nope. Yeah, like, I'm out. Well, I think, like, the fact that Adam and Paul McGuinness had each other was, like, the saving grace. I think so, but it also could have been that Adam probably was pretty stoned and maybe didn't notice it entirely. Maybe. But, no, the alliance with Paul McGuinness, their former manager. Yeah, I think they I feel became, like, like, they were buddies because... They were buddies. They, I mean, I but, heard that at some point. Yeah, I read that somewhere, too. So, I have more... God talk about this song. Okay. I don't know, but I just again. That's just that. I this song. I just don't. I can't even get behind it. I can't even understand. And I've been to. I've been to Jerusalem. So you have been to Jerusalem. I've been there. The next song is, and I only have one thing written about this is uh, "Stranger in a Strange Land." If you get through the beginning of the song, like right at the beginning, it almost sounds like if you make a right turn or something, it's going to head in, in God's country. Oh, I kept thinking like in my head, I was listening to it just today, like over, like the beginning over and over. And I'm like, why is this making me think of something else? And it really, I can't tell you the music yeah, reasoning behind it, but there's just something that, I mean, you'd have to make a pretty sharp turn to get there but you hear but you hear something that it's like really close like this is the same band right that wrote in god's country i'll have to listen to that in mind i just keep hearing the hi-hat it's the air of the (laughs) hi-hat and oh my gosh adam in the song like this rolling bass is like he's fucking rocking it listening to boy in october I hear Adam in a totally different... Yeah. I mean, that's... He, his bass, he is he is a good bass player. So I, don't, I don't think he gets enough credit, but I don't think he actually goes after that credit either. He's just like, I got the best job in the world. I like, with these whatever. guys that I love, right. and I get to play my music, and that's cool. Mm. Yeah. In the meantime, you know, me and this guy back here, we're holding everything together. Yeah, <laughs> you don't, you guys don't know it yet. Spoiler <laughs> You letter. will. There's a fun story behind this song that maybe a uh, fun, it might not be a, the right word, but i like the songs. There's it's just like this. And I threw a book through a window that it's like a picture of a specific moment instead of like a feeling that I like that. And I've read this in multiple places, this story that they were um, touring for boy and they were going from, they were just, they had a van someone was driving the van and they were in sleeping bags in the back, like asleep. It's like middle of the night, they're crossing the border from East to West Berlin and of course there's like border guards and there's this young gentleman who's the border guard and he like peeks in and there's just like these dudes in sleep <laughs> in the back and there's sleeping bags in the back of the van and it's like their interaction with him this I guess young gentleman that was also kind of their age became the song which I think I I don't know I like lyrics that I can picture what they are yeah I think that's a great story I can also see it though I mean I remember also being younger being probably about that age maybe a little younger probably actually but I can remember like wanting to taunt officials like you can't do anything yeah you know, like, trying to get... Make them um, laugh? Yeah, or trying to get, you know, like, truck drivers to honk or whatever, like, something like that, just, like, I I like that. I do like that. I still just, the song doesn't flow very well for me but i i like the story yeah i right. like the story it's kind of i like it is yeah. like it's like a little story time when i think of it that way i yes. like it do you want to go on to your next to your favorite song How <laughs> do you know i didn't even mention it because so, you like the repetitive one yeah so the next song is called scarlet it has one word the whole lyrics is just one word yeah rejoice, rejoice. over and over and let me just add didn't we just hear a song called rejoice we did. So where's yeah, Scarlet come so from? What how much lazier can you get? Again, it's not lazy, it's time. They couldn't afford it. I get it. But this song just angers me. You said we heard it. <laughs> We have. I looked it three up. I've times. heard it five, five times. Five times. I've heard it three times. I've, I have i have I have no memory of it. It was on the 360 tour. They played it. Was it was on the 2011. Yeah. They played it between yeah. Sunday, <clears throat> Sunday, and Walk On. I can only imagine that maybe it was a slight intro into Walk On, but it is listed as a track, not a partial, not a this, not a that. Like, I need to find a bootleg. Right. Because I, yeah. I just blows um, my mind. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I just, I. You know what it becomes? 40. Yeah. And I mean, that's very clear. Yeah. The, it, yeah it's I mean, very clear. The tone, the, you know, it's kind of simplified and I can hear that. It's very restrained. Yeah. But it's um, like. The drums, especially. Mm-hmm. You have anything else to say about Scarlet? Because I have a really good transition to. <laughs> Go. I want to hear it. Okay. So Scarlet. That has the lyrics, rejoice, 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 <laughs> rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. And the following song is called, Is That All? To which I reply, <laughs> I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> is that all? I mean, really? This song should not no have made the album. Come after, no, there's no other song that could come after Scarlet. And there's no other song that could come at the end of this album. But is that all? I mean... Exactly. They say... Right? That's, my, that's my comment on it. Exactly. <laughs> I can see it. I wrote exactly. That's my note. I mean, I've read that, like, even Bono, and I don't know about the rest of them, they just aren't happy with this song either. Like, it's not... I don't know. If you had ended with Scarlet and Rejoice, at least that's kind of, like, toned down and pretty and maybe, like, transitions off. And then it's like they had to have one more song that just, like, bombs. Right. The album would have been better without it. I mean, this, this song... it Makes me angry, this song makes me happy, this song makes me It makes me dead. angry. <laughs> That's it. That's all. <laughs> That's all. I just, I don't get it. But the intro of this is what they played live before Electrica, which is the cry, which I really like. Yes. So the beginning of the song makes me think of the cry that... Is how they started electrico live which i love but that's it that's all literally that's all no question mark period no that is all this album was also produced by steve Willie white i didn't mention that before right and i think he does talk about how difficult it was to make yeah. the album they were difficult yeah so how many studio albums did we say they have 14? 14 16 I think it's 14. 14 so if you rank all the albums where does October fall it's last yeah dead last 14 there's no there's no yeah. uh, questioning my um, mind about that like yeah the, like the straight up U2 studio albums yeah it ranks last and I I don't know like we didn't rank boy and I I don't know what that would rank. I'd have to sit down and make a list because it's pretty high on my boy is pretty high on my list but october dead last they only have 13 albums i'm counting oh rattle i'm looking at this and home sun on here which we are which we're going to include we're we are going to include so that because it does have studio it does have studio, a lot songs of studio on stuff, on stuff on it yeah i stand by that because there's studio songs in it where like under a blur of sky there's nothing studio right right that's just a live album what else do we have so next time we'll talk about war which i'm very much looking forward to I'm so excited. Like, I want to start working on war, like, now. I know. It's going to be like a thousand hours. In my head, I I did. We might have to do part one, part two, part... (laughs) Right? I have a lot to say about... I don't know. Maybe I don't. Maybe all my responses for war are going to be like, I love this song. (laughs) I love this song. No, I love this song. Oh, this one, I love that one, too. Well, I think we thoroughly shared all of our thoughts on October. Again, if you love this album and don't like the things we had to say, that's, of course, that is your opinion. And we have our opinions, and that's fine. We just happen to kind of share opinions on it. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing about art. But it's injective. Yeah. So. And obviously it suited them very well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know like my second least favorite album, which we'll get to many albums from now. That's one of my friend's favorite albums. And I mean, clearly there's something wrong with him too, but that's not, <laughs> it's not his music taste. It's just. Other things. He's a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you were saying, where are you would put boy on that list? And it's hard. Like I kind of have like my top few and my least few. But they're like that whole middle. It's hard to everything in the middle, it's hard to say where it is. Does it does it rank higher than Unforgettable Fire or lower? Boy. Yes. Um that It's going to be hard for me because Unforgettable Fire was a really important album to me mentally my teenage year. So to go back, like listening to it, it'll be interesting to see, like to pull apart my, like how I feel about the songs versus my, like musically versus my emotions. That's a very Mm -hmm. emotional album for me. So it's hard. Well, boy isn't boys just fun. Yeah. So I don't think I can. It's apples and oranges. Yeah, but I think that in the future we should rank the album. So or at least try. Uh, to go, yeah, I mean, you're right though. I can come up with the top and the bottom, but the middle is uh, it's gonna be hard. It's hard. Uh, yeah. So it's just... it's kind of like it's kind of like presidents too. Like I can start at the beginning of all of our presidents <laughs> and name them, and I can start at the end of yeah. all of our presidents and name them, but in the middle, I feel like there's Lincoln somewhere in there, and then I'm out. And then it's a bunch of names I don't I remember hearing. Yeah. So. I have one last question. Actually, oh. I can name all the presidents. I just, just so you know, but my order gets a little mixed Absolutely. up sometimes. So, but anyway, go ahead. So I have one last question for you. Yes. On Boy, you had one song that you would add to Bono's Lounge Act. <laughs> what was it? Do you remember? What song would I've added from Boy? From? Oh, it was, Um, I don't remember now. Hold on. I'll find it. Lounge. Um, I wrote, I literally wrote it down. What? You had his attire down and everything. It wasn't Twilight, was it? I think it was Twilight. So what from this album? What's in the Lounge Show from October? Um, okay. I guess I think it would be October. You can snap that October. Okay. Where the cheese is stripped bare, <laughs> It's all I care. Yeah. All I wear. What do I care? I don't know. I just screwed up the lyric. Right. But I feel like that would that would be okay. okay. You can snap that, and you can have like a. Um, a bass guitar. Oh, like a big not a bass a guitar, stand-up. a stand-up bass. Yeah. And like play that in the lounge act. Yeah, and especially with the piano, it just all works really well together. I didn't think that through very well. That was just off the cuff. But I know for sure what my, what my lounge act song would be for war because that's how I came up with the idea of the lounge act from the next, from war, from the song in war. Well, I look forward so to hearing stay, it. Stay tuned for that. My brother and I actually came up with that we also came up at the same time with a crazy amazing reggae version of another song on war but yeah i can't I still wait think to think that about would it. be really good but and i feel like they've almost moved in that direction just a little bit but not as not as far as we took it anyway i look forward um, to hearing about it well i think that uh, this concludes this episode of october and I, I do let me just say this too i do think that Though October really shouldn't be in that category, but to me, it, it seems like the three songs that once they get through the three albums that kind of end their childhood yeah, are Boy, October, and War, and then they're grown-ups. Yeah, I agree with that. So I, I kind of do think of them as like a... Those three albums are like a trilogy, I guess. That's what you would call it. Right, I think that's a good way to put it, for sure. yeah. But I definitely have those three albums as like in my head as like a group. Yeah, I like thinking of them as a trilogy. Like, and it's like yeah. watching them grow. Yeah, and blossom. Oh, I'm just so proud of them. And there are other albums that you can go like two by two with, but I don't think there's there are three albums in a row that feel like the same vibe. No, I think you're right. We'll have to think about that as we go. Yeah, but I think you're right. Okay, well, this has been really great. It has been great. I, I'm down to the end of my I whiskey. Hate- yeah me too i hope you guys enjoyed it and we didn't just like ramble about nothing too much i don't think we did i feel like i enjoy it yeah i certainly had fun so i mean if you guys don't then kind of screw you but <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding we really want you to enjoy it. i too. know we do so also just before we end this start doing your homework and listening to war now because yep. that's what's up next and that's a, you know, it's always good to have, I mean, we're going to give you the cliff notes, but you really should hear the whole thing. It's more fun to listen. I mean, I think it's more interesting to talk about it or listen to a discussion if you have the songs in your head. Great. For sure. Um, The other thing is that there's almost no excuse these days for not listening because everybody has access to all the music. All of it, whether... I mean, you don't have to have, like... I know with Spotify, you can listen to the whole album without any sort of... You have to have a login, but you don't have to pay anything. Oh, and it's going to be with commercials and shuffled. (laughs) But all the songs are there. But all the songs are there. No, I think you can actually pick the whole album to play, and they don't shuffle it. You're still going to get commercials. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, because I sent a link to Lauren to listen to it. Cool. Lauren, if you're listening... I certainly hope you listen to Boy, at least. I understand No excuse. To do she has no excuse. October. But no excuse for Boy, no excuse for war. Not just to Lauren. The rest of you are kind of off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> she just drank the Kool-Aid really fast. Really um, fast. And she needs to coax him through her stream, yes. her bloodstream. Okay, well, I think at this moment we should, you know, sign off. We should sign off. What was our sign-off? May your music be loud and your whiskey be strong. Until next See time, you. cheers. Cheers. Clink. <laughs> clink, clink. <laughs> Bye, Jenny. Hi. Bye. Bye. So seriously, until next time, y'all, we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Also, we love hearing from people and chatting with people. And of course, we love talking you too. So you can drop us a line on Instagram or Twitter at the underscore garden tarts. Or you can even email us at we are the at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you soon. If you enjoy this podcast, we would love it if you would share it with your other YouTube loving friends, as well as leave a review for us on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. We would really, really love that.